This is John W. Whitehead, author of Battlefield America, The War on the American People, bringing you a message about the state of our nation. There's a pattern emerging in America if you pay close enough attention. Civil discontent leads to civil unrest, which leads to protests and counter-protests. Without fail, what should be an exercise in how to peacefully disagree turns ugly the moment looting, vandalism, violence, intimidation tactics, and rioting are introduced into the equation. Instead of restoring order, local police stand down. Tensions rise, violence escalates, and federal armies move in. Coincidence? I think not. This was the blueprint used three years ago in Charlottesville, Virginia in 2017 when the city, regularly cited as being one of the happiest places in America, became ground zero for a heated war of words and actions over racism, sanitizing history, extremism, both right and left, political correctness, hate speech, partisan politics, and a growing fear that violent words will end in violent actions. It was a setup. Local police deliberately engineered a situation in which protesters would confront each other, tensions would bubble over, and things would turn just violent enough to call in the bigger guns. It is the blueprint being used right now. When put to the test, Charlottesville did not handle things well at all. On August 12, 2017, what should have been an exercise in free speech quickly became a brawl that left one dead and dozens more injured. As the New York Times reported, and I'm quoting here, protesters began to mace one another, throwing water bottles and urine-filled balloons, some of which hit reporters, and beating each other with flagpoles, clubs, and makeshift weapons. Before long, the downtown area was a melee. People were ducking and covering with a constant stream of projectiles whizzing about our faces, and the air was filled with the sounds of fists and sticks against flesh. End of the quote. And then there was the police, who were supposed to uphold the law and prevent violence. They failed to do either. Indeed, a detailed 220-page report of the protests and the Charlottesville government's response merely corroborates our worst fears about what drives the government at all levels. Power, money, ego, politics, and ambition. When presented with a situation in which the government's agents were tasked with protecting free speech and safety, the report concluded, and again I'm quoting, the city of Charlottesville protected neither free expression nor public safety. Folks, in other words, the government failed to uphold its constitutional mandates. The police failed to carry out their duties as peace officers. And the citizens found themselves unable to trust either the police or the government to do its job in respecting their rights and ensuring their safety. Despite the fact that 1,000 first responders, including 300 state police troopers and members of the National Guard, had been called on to work the event, and the police in right gear surrounded Emancipation Park on three sides, police failed to do their jobs. In fact, as the Washington Post reports, police seemed to watch as groups beat each other with sticks and bludgeoned one another with shields. At one point, Police appeared to retreat and then watch the beatings before eventually moving in to the free-for-all, making arrests and tend to the injured. Incredibly, folks, when the first signs of open violence broke out, the police chief allegedly instructed his staff to let them fight. It will make it easier to declare an unlawful assembly. 
Well, this is not much different from what is happening on the present-day national scene. The detailed Charlottesville report focused on the events that took place in Charlottesville, Virginia, but it applies to almost every branch of government that fails to serve we the people when government officials and police leadership opt to advance their own agendas at the expense of constitutional rights and public safety. As the Pew Research Center has revealed, public trust in the government remains near historic lows and with very good reason. Folks, this isn't America anymore. Land of the free, where the government is of the people, by the people, and for the people. Rather, this is America, with fascism, totalitarianism, and militarism go hand in hand. We've been saddled with the wreckage of a government at all levels that no longer respects the citizenry, serves the citizenry, or is accountable to we, the people. It doesn't matter whether you're talking about the federal government, the state governments, or the local governing bodies. At all ends of the spectrum, and at every point in between, a shift has taken place. We the people no longer count for much of anything beyond an occasional electoral vote and as a source of income for the government's ever-burgeoning financial agenda. Everything happening at the national level is playing out at the local level as well. The violence, the militarization, and the intolerance, the lopsided governance and an uneasy awareness that the citizenry have no say in how their communities are being governed. As I have warned repeatedly, the architects of the police state have every intention of manipulating this outrage for their own purposes. Predictably, the police state is allowing these protests, riots, and looting to devolve into a situation where enough of the voting populace is so desperate for a return to law and order that they will gladly relinquish some of their freedoms to achieve it. And that's how the police state will win, no matter which candidate gets elected to the White House, and we the people will continue to lose. So, what's the answer? No matter what forces are manipulating these present riots and violent uprisings, however, and there are definitely such forces at play here, none of this would be happening without the government having laid the groundwork. Clearly, it's time to clean house at all levels of government. Stop tolerating corruption, graft, intolerance, greed, incompetence, militarism, and lawlessness, ignorance, brutality, deceit, collusion, bureaucracy, immorality, depravity, censorship, cruelty, violence, mediocrity, and tyranny. These are the hallmarks of an institution that is rotten through and through. You've got rights. We've got rights. This is our country. This is our government. No one can take it away from us unless we make it easy for them. You've got a better chance of making your displeasure seen and felt and heard within your own community. But it will take perseverance and unity and a commitment to finding common ground with your fellow citizens. Right now, as I make clear in my book, Battlefield America, The War on the American People, we're making it way too easy for the police state to take over. Stop being an accessory to the murder of the American Republic. The Rutherford Institute is doing its part to push back against the police state and make the government play by the rules of the Constitution. But we can't fight these battles alone. To join the resistance, visit our website at www.rutherford.org and check out our library of thought-provoking commentaries, legal resources, and so much more. Subscribe to our email alerts and I will send you my weekly commentary, Rutherford press alerts, and a weekly rundown of pertinent headlines and news articles to keep you apprised of the growing threats to our freedoms. And finally, if you are able, please consider making a tax-deductible donation to the Rutherford Institute. 
by again visiting us online at www.rutherford.org or donate using PayPal. Your donation allows the Rutherford Institute to push back against the government's power grabs, corruption, and ongoing assaults on the Constitution. Together, we can make America free again.